What the Twitch, the podcast in which we talk about our experiences being a small streamer in the Twitch universe. I'm Marissa. And I'm Connor. Thanks for joining us. So, welcome to another episode of What the Twitch, uh, this, the, the podcast in which two small streamers give the best advice that they can as to what it's like being a small streamer, and hopefully that other small streamers come in and learn from our mistakes. Exactly. That's that's basically the only uh, goal that we really had in mind with this podcast. However, tonight we are going to switch it up a little bit on you guys, and we're actually going to just be talking about a game that has absolutely blown me and Connor away. We have been playing it the first day that we got it. We played for 10 hours straight. Um, and you might be asking us, well, what's the game? Sons of the Forest. Um, it wasn't really a, a game that I thought would surprise me as well as it has um we've been known me and connor to play some survival games in the past we've played for a few hours easily gotten bored of them as ram yeah. says it blew me away because he blew he threw a time bomb on me which he did by the way i mean for those that for those that don't know sons of the force is actually a sequel to the forest another survival game that 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 takes place um, in a in an island, it, it takes place on an island, and the entire point of it is to solve the in-game puzzle, which in Sons of the Forest was to find a uh, a family, a very rich billionaire family that is apparently lost on this on this island, but at the same time survive. There's enemies, uh, cannibals, mutants that are in this game and they're all trying to kill you while you're here. And I mean, my first, my first take when we first started playing this game was like, Oh my God, I got cramped. I got transported to the Island of Dr. Moreau, which if anybody's ever read the book um, by HG Wells, you would know what I'm, what I'm talking about. You know, Connor keeps making that reference and I've never read that book. So maybe, maybe this is my sign to go read this book. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> No, with that being said, what was that kind of? I was just going to say the short synopsis of, of of the book was a scientist that on on a, on a private island on a remote island in which he was conducting very unethical exper experiments by by combining humans with animals and seeing what he can come up with. Oh, that that fits. Fingers is definitely something. Pretty sure it's half human, half centipede. Anyways, um. So, anyways. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Derailed. Train of thought. Completely gone. Um, however, with the Sons of the Forest, I did not play the forest. I have not once played the forest, as this is a sequel. Um, I have no idea what it's a sequel to. Mm -hmm. But, however, I have watched a few of my friends play the forest. Um, they're very into these type of games. Um, I think the thing that really kind of surprised me the most is the fact that this is an early release game. This game is still in beta. They're still continuously working on this game. But going into the game at first, you would not be able to tell. This looks like a fully developed game when you first go in. Yeah, have to completely agree. This really felt like a finished game going into it. Uh, I never would have believed this is an early access. And I play a lot of early access games. 
um, games that have a lot of bugs and, and things that don't work the way they're intended to. And while this game does also have its bugs, <clears throat> or had its bugs, I will say, this really felt like a fully finished game when they released it, and yet they still called it early access. Right, like you can tell that there was time and dedication put into this game. Um, the thing that absolutely kind of like blew me away was, mind you, when we first started playing, we wanted to get our grips on the mechanics and stuff first. So we played in peaceful modes. So we didn't get attacked. We didn't. We were able to build this giant cabin, no enemies, go in the caves with no enemies, find where everything was. So we kind of maybe cheated the system a little bit. However, I think that is smart gaming. Um, always figure out your mechanics first. Uh, it was it was interesting to say the least. How I don't want to say it was hard to find the story of this game, but you had to be seeking the story to find it. You could easily just survive, and you'll never know what the story of this game is. If you're not going and completing your objectives, searching for the tools, going in the caves, it could very easily, people could be very, very easily miss the story of this game. Because oh, absolutely. The story, the story is in emails that you find in these caves. It's in the bunker. There's a whole bunker. I don't know if everyone knows that, but um, there's a whole bunker where you, you find little things that kind of like give you hints to what, what happened mm -hmm. on this island. And I thought that was just a really interesting way to do it because most games it's complete this objective, this objective, this objective story. You get the story from mm -hmm. that. Um, whereas this game, you could miss, you could complete. Yeah, there probably should be a spoiler alert warning. My bad, Bram. I think we're we're trying to avoid the spoilers it completely. It's it. I I think that 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 Teresa's point. Um, when you start the game you have a very generic idea as to why you're there. If you've played the game, you kind of understand what I'm, what I'm kind of talking about here, but there's no guidance throughout the entirety of the game. When you, when, when, when the game starts, when you're on the Island and things go, and things start to go, there's no, there's nothing that tells you where to go. There's nothing that tells you what you need to do. You only know your overall objective. Me, well, if wait. you're paying attention. Wait, wait, wait. I, I am going to stop you there. Um, it's not that you don't have... You have zero guidance. It just doesn't explain the guidance. Okay, the game gives you a GPS. And it does have markers on the GPS. Which are generally sites of interest. If you go to them, you'll find something that helps along the story. Now, if you just pull out your GPS and you see those and you're like, I don't know what that means. That's where the guidance kind of falls through. It, it doesn't say, hey, go to these spots. You're going to progress the story. It's just green dots on a GPS. Um, which, you know, brilliant. I, I really, I think what I like most about this game is it peaked both sides of me when it comes to survival games. There, there's times where I just want to survive. I just want to see how many days I can survive when I play survival games. And then there's other days where I'm like, well, I wonder what the story's like. Maybe I should, you know, progress the story, figure out what the actual overall story of this game actually is. Whereas this game, it kind of like, it gives you the option. You can either seek the information or you could just build a cabin in the woods and, 
fight cannibals. You know? Yeah. Which is, I mean, granted, we did this in peaceful mode to start, even though we expected to be attacked while we were doing this. We just wanted to see what it was going to be like to build. And that was what really appealed to me um, as far as the survival aspect of the game was was the ability to take and build build your own uh, house, but you weren't necessarily locked down into a specific like prefab uh, uh, build or thing. Like you could just go hog wild if you wanted to. And um, that part of it really appealed to me. But at the same time, it didn't push the story at you. You know, it's, as, as Rissa said, there was these points of interest on the map, but there was nothing that said you had to go there. Um, and it was just a really fun kind of, I want to say it was relaxing because once we got into normal mode and started playing the game and actually doing the story part of it, we had to worry about constant attacks or things like that. But it was still chill enough that we could be like, all right, well, this is what we're going to do and and lay it out and be like, we got it. You know, this is actually kind of this is actually kind of cool. However, like Connor said, it was I, I like that this game gives you an option to be a chilled back builder. You can put it on peaceful mode where you're not getting attacked, where you don't have to progress the story. You don't easiest thing ever. You don't even need anything really past the starting tools to just build your dream house in this game. But there's also, it gives you, I think there's peaceful mode, normal, and then hard are yeah. the modes right now. Um, I don't know what it's like to play in hard, but I'll tell you right now, playing in normal is not peaceful. <laughs> um, no, it's not. My nerves were such a wreck that in one of the caves, there was a light that came up. And, and I'm ahead of Connor and Ram at this point. And there was this light that can like show through the rocks or whatever. And for some reason, I thought it was Ghostface. Uh, I just started screaming. And Connor and Ram were like, "What? What's going on?" They get up to me and they're like, "What are you screaming about?" And I was like, "The light. My bad." Um. So so it also appeals to like the horror fanatic that I am. It gives me that jump scare element too. Um. I don't know. I just, I really think this game was really well done for it being early release. However, with that being said, it does have its kinks. Um, like with the building system, um, <coughs> there are some snap points. Like it lets you. Yeah, fucking bats, Ram. You're right. <coughs> what game would I relate it to? Uh, I'd probably relate it to The Forest, as it's a sequel to The Forest. But Green I'd also. Hell. Relate it to Green Hell. Um, definitely to Green Hell. <coughs> However, back to what I was saying is when you're building, uh, it lets you do a pitched roof. However, right <laughs> now, the the mechanics that, well, maybe they fixed it. I We haven't really built since they updated the game. But while we were playing, we noticed that the snap points on, th on the angled roof uh, wouldn't let us build an angled wall, if that makes sense. Like the logs would stick out of the roof and just look weird. It was still a solid wall, but with like the roof going through it. Yeah, no, we we um we started building in peaceful mode at the at the initial release, 
And there were a couple of things that we had noticed that we were we were kind of having problems with. And number one is when we were setting up the walls, once we hit a pitched roof, we couldn't we as Rissa said, we couldn't close the uh, we couldn't close up the house because it couldn't snap it to the right places. The other thing that we had that we had uh, that we noticed that has been fixed was that there was a glitch in order to in order to harvest logs where there weren't any logs. Like if you had, yeah. if you if you placed a log on the ground and then propped it up at an angle with a stick and then knocked it over, it would duplicate the log. Or if you put a a, a prefab blueprint on the ground and start um, pulling, sorry, pardon me, um, started pulling logs out of it as if there were logs there, you would get logs even though there weren't any logs there. So, but they have patched that. Yeah, those um, are patched. Can't cheat logs anymore. You can't cheat the logs anymore. Um, they did actually, and I did confirm this, they did fix some of the wall placement when it comes to a pitched roof or, or something. Um, it's not perfect, but they're actually making improvements on it. And then they added a couple of new items. They added the hang glider, and then they added the binoculars, um, which I don't know how binoculars would help, but I can see having a whole lot of fun with the, with the hang glider. So. Well, I think the binoculars make sense in the fact that when they first released the game, we could build lookout towers. Right. No, I, I'm sure there's a purpose behind it. It just it's it's as a player finding it. And I think that's one of the other things that I have enjoyed so much about this Bethes game is that it doesn't, like I said before, it doesn't direct you, like not specifically direct you. You know, it, it gives you objectives, but it doesn't sit there and go, okay, okay, now here is where you want to build a house. This is the point where you want to take and build this and just start like like holding your hand through the game. This is like pretty much nope you've landed this is your this is your your guidebook this is your um this is your backpack you know your equipment pack or whatever these are some points of interest that you probably should go looking looking into but after that you're on your own good luck and well, i enjoy and I, it i think the beginning objectives too are ones that are simple enough to do um but also not so simple that you complete the game right away um, I think they did really good with that too. Um, as I don't think we've actually completed a single objective yet. We've come and we've come really close without giving spoilers. We've come really close to completing the first objective. Um, and technically, the game doesn't know it, but we have completed the final objective. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but without giving out spoilers, I think if if I put enough pieces together, I I have completed the final objective. I mean, we might. I think the whole point is to get off the island, but... Um, no, I'm talking about the second objective it gives you, though. I don't remember, and that's probably a good thing, because I don't want to talk about that much of it in, in anyways, but... Um, uh, Ram, we've completed an objective. We died. <laughs> we died, yeah. We died dying, a lot. Dying is an objective. We have died a lot in that game. Um, but uh, I, will, I will say, this is definitely one of those types of games that you should play with friends. I found playing by myself on normal mode being incredibly difficult, almost 
um, almost to the point of not wanting to play it. I wouldn't say that I like. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give up on it because I, I'm not. I'm not doing well playing alone. But this game was definitely. You can feel it. This game was definitely designed to be played multiplayer, to be played with a group. Um, and I think the enjoyment for me, at least, came out by doing that. I would have to agree, but the forest was very much engineered the same way. They, I think these game developers are trying to find games to appease the people who like to play together but don't want the same rep- repetitive thing while you're playing. Like, we could just play Dead by Daylight, but like me and Connor, we used to every night of the week, and it was the same match almost every game. You get to a certain skill set, and it's the same stuff... Best tips for newer streamers. Um, honestly, go back and listen to this podcast from episode one. It's on all streaming platforms, as is below right here. Uh, mm-hmm. We go over all the tips. Well, not all of them, but well, we try to. We try to. Ones. But it's it's easier. To, it, it, it it's it, it's easier to take in and and ask you to um listen to the podcast beforehand. Uh. Rather than just be like, oh, no, do this, do that, do that, whatever, um, because we want to give you the specifics. Um, each each episode that we put out has been specific to a certain topic. Um, and tips for small streamers is so much larger of a topic than just being like, don't don't ask follow for follow and don't look at your numbers. It's 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 bigger than that. So. Um, but I mean, we're also, both of us were also willing to take in, answer questions, um, in the discord, um, privately, if there's specific things that the, that the podcast didn't cover for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Carol Rose, I honestly, if, if there's one tip of advice I can give new streamers is it's don't give up. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to come off like I'm just, you know, like, like blowing you off or like I'm I'm trying to dismiss your question because it's an extremely valid question, but it's also a question that's so complex. um, That we just don't have time to answer it. it. Well, I mean, it's not even that we don't have time. We could take over this entire podcast right now and answer whatever questions that you have. Right. But I guess it's just super out of a question. Yeah, it is. It, it's the 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 question has so many details in the answers that I think it deserves um, more attention than just some sort of general like do this Blanket statement kind of thing. Oh, uh, that's actually why so. we started this whole podcast was because anytime you like go to Google best tips for streamers, it's very on the surface. Do this, do that. It works. <laughs> Right. Streaming works differently for everybody, and that's why we wanted to do the podcast in the first place is just to be like, hey, look, guys, we're just two small streamers out here trying to kill it. Um, this is what we've noticed works, and this is what we've noticed doesn't work for us. It might work for you. It may not. I have an idea. <clears throat> Open Q&A from chat for an episode. Yeah, Graham, that's actually a really good idea. It's um, a really good idea. We just have to set up for something like that with uh, – people that are willing to come in with their questions though. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against answering questions while you guys are in chat. Um, 
It's kind of why yeah. I stream it too, is we can always edit whatever we need to out of this to make the episode what we need it to be on Spotify. I decided to stream it for the people who wanted to show up so that you guys can ask us your questions. Mm -hmm. You can get that more personal level with us while we're on stream recording compared to just listening mm -hmm. to a episode on a streaming platform. Exactly. And it's like, we, we, we come up and like with the, you know, with, with Rissa's title here, like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to talk about this. No, we are a completely freeform podcast. Um, There's no script. The goal is, I mean, the goal is to help. So we're not going to be so rigid in our, um, in our format, then be like, no, we're not going to answer questions or we're not going to talk about this or talk about that. No, if you got something you want to, you, if you're interested in, you got something you want to take and ask about, ask it. We'll, we'll change the, the, you know, the direction of the conversation in order to take and be able to help. Cause that's what we want to do is, is be helpful, but also understand that we're not experts. Neither one of us are partners. We're just, we just know, and we just know from our own experience what has happened to us. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it will happen to you. But we wanted to take and be cognizant of the fact that these are the things that are out there and that, are, that exist. Um, and that we think it would be helpful for you to be aware of them. And so far, the, the results have been, you know, the response has been positive to that. So, yeah, and it's like. Going? like Ram just said too, it wouldn't be an episode of What the Twitch if we didn't have a giant topic deviation. Fair. Uh, I'm severely ADHD. I don't think we ever stay on topic. It's not a thing around here. No, we definitely um, don't. You know, and it is what it is. Um, I also, you know, we just, we just wanted to be open and honest, real yeah. about it. We didn't want to be like, you can 100% chase this dream and be partner within six months. Which is possible. Yep. You could be partner in six months. Or you could be, I'm, I'm on year two. But and the that's point fine. Is that we're not going to promise you that. You know, we're not going to promise you that whatever advice or whatever things that, that we learn is going to guarantee you anything. The only thing that we want this to do is to help you and to help guide you um, and to help you figure out for yourself what's, what's, what's going to work and what's not going to work because everybody's an individual, everybody's different and everybody has something um, unique that they bring to the table. Um, and that should be, that should be highlighted. That should be focused upon and that should be utilized to take and build your content. But with all that being said, it would be improper of us to take and promise you that you will succeed and that you will like become partner if you do that. You know, that's that's disingenuous and that's that's deceptive on our part, and we won't do that. No, we're just two small streamers that like to sit here and have a conversation. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, you said uh, uh um three more times in that uh, span. Oh, by the way, Who's you guys, yours? We're, you're, yours is yours. <laughs> you, right underneath you. That's where we're not. We're not counting my ums. Oh no, we need to start doing that. We're going to do an um counter in chat for you. 
Uh, anyways, guys, the number on screen over there is how many times Connor says um in an episode. Because when we first started, he said um like every other word. And this is, I did it to prove to him that he was getting better at speaking. And now he wants to Uno reverse it. So, anyways, back to Sons of the Forest. <coughs> I don't even know where we left off. So I'm just going to start a new section. No, uh, let's go with the let's go with this let's go with the with the multiplayer aspect of it. Oh, that's where we were. You were right. That's why I have Connor. He's the brains of this operation. So, like Connor was saying, I think. Oh, I remember exactly what I was saying now. Um, I think this, these game developers that made this game really had that in mind when they were developing this game is they wanted a game where people could play together and it not be re- repetitive, it not be the same thing, it not, there, there's an end goal if you want to reach it, there's not an end goal if you don't want to reach it. Um, it just, it really, mm-hmm. it really is a game that is easier with friends for one because when you're playing solo if you die that's it you have to restart when you're playing with your friends they can revive you which makes the game easier you don't have to restart every 20 minutes 30 minutes um yeah it very much is weird I think it I think it definitely pushes the multiplayer aspect of it if you're familiar with games like um Escape from Tarkov or Marauders. Now, granted, those are first-person shooter styles, but the concept that I'm going with here is 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 the same, is that you can play those games solo, but your experience, in my opinion, will be completely diminished. Like you're just you're just gonna hate yourself. Like I, I bought Marauders, I played it for all of two hours by myself. I had a couple of people be like, no, I'll join you and we'll do some stuff and, and you'll you'll see why this game's so cool. Um, and while it didn't happen and I wound up refunding the game, I understood the concept of what they were getting at because when I started playing Green Hell and then now Sons of the Forest, I started to understand, yeah, playing it by yourself really kind of sucks. Like, you'll get taken down by, by the bad guys the first time, and you'll be given an opportunity to get back into the game without being, like, fully fully dead. But after the second time, that's it. Game over. Start over from the beginning. It's very much like a roguelike kind of thing. Even though, like, if you've, maybe if you've saved, like, you built a tent and you saved before before that had happened, then you could just reload back to that point and continue on, which is great. Because roguelike games don't do that. Like, once you die, you're done. There's no, there's no save points or anything like that. So that's great for a solo, but now you're having to save a lot more often or going back to your old tent more often because you're limited in the amount of times that you're allowed to save. However... Now that you're playing in a multiplayer hey, hey, environment, yo. Uh, are you sure the saves are limited? I know sleeping is limited, but I didn't think saving was. Um, it depends on your on your on your where you're at. So, like, you only like you can't build like you can build a house. I'm sorry, let me take that back. You can build a bed or you can build a tent, and those are the ways that you can save. So, unless you go back to those objects that you've already built and and saved again. 
you run the risk of going further into the island and losing progress. And you're all, and you're limited. So you're limited. Oh, yeah. on, like if you make a bed, you have to get a bunch of sticks or equipment or whatever to take and build the bed that you can save again. Or if you build a simple tent, you have to find a tarp in order to take and be able to, to save again. That's what I mean by limitations. So it's not like a hundred percent, like you can only do like three and you're done kind of thing. It's, it's, you have to be cognizant of your equipment and what you have and where your last save point was. Otherwise you're going to lose a significant amount of progress potentially. So I apologize if I misspoke on that. Oh no, I was just misunderstanding what you were saying, uh, which is a good point. That happened to me last not last night. We didn't play last night. The night before. Uh, we, weren't, we, weren't, we weren't sure how the saving system worked on multiplayer. We didn't know if, like, if I saved it safe for everybody. It doesn't. You have to save individually. Uh, we found out the hard way when my game crashed. And we had done an area. And we they had to go back and wait for me to go loot that area again because I lost everything. Um. So it is very much you 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 have to save uh everyone has to save. Um I do want to I do want to give away like one spoiler. And that's because we could not talk about this game without talking about the spoiler and the spoiler is Kelvin. <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> oh my god. So Kelvin is a companion that the game gives you to help you along. Okay. Kelvin is in the original entering the in island with you in the process of getting to the island uh he gets a little bit of brain damage he gets brain damage and his ear eardrums get blown out so he can't hear you yeah and he has severe concussion syndrome um but he's such he, he has my heart kelvin kelvin's my little baby okay <laughs> kelvin's adorable okay if you give him the right task he's adorable otherwise he's like you know, he's like the stepchild you wish didn't come around. <laughs> so what I, what I really like about what they did with Kelvin, though, is there is you, you communicate with him through a notepad and you can give him tasks. He can help you. However, when you leave your base and you want him to stay there, you have to instruct him to hide or they can kill Kelvin. Um, and I just think that that's such a cute aspect, you know, like because I know Kelvin's a grown man. OK, but I view him as this little tiny baby because. My little boy. That's how he acts. Um, so it's like I have to tell my child, you know, hide, hide from the bad guys. I just, I, I think it was super creative what they did with Kelvin. Um, one of the biggest bugs that people have complained about with Kelvin, though, is when you ask him to finish your structure or gather logs, he tears down what you've already built. Right, right, and that was a prefab bug. Like if you built a prefab. Um, and, and there was a lot of TikToks or a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that. So this isn't exactly a spoiler in that if you started to build a prefab structure, especially if it was a, if it was a tree house and you told Kelvin finish it, he'd be like, thumbs up. Yeah, I'll do this. And then he chops down the tree that you built the tree house on, which knocks down the entire structure. And, and why did you do it? Up. And then he'd give you a thumbs up. Like I did it. Why? Because that's the for for the game at the time, that was the closest tree in order to get resources from. And that was something that the game mechanics didn't 
um, they didn't know in the early release access. That has since been patched. Kelvin yeah. will no longer destroy your treehouse in order to get the logs from it to build your treehouse. Um, but, you know, that was some of the things. And this, these are kinds of some of the things that you have to learn to expect when you do an early access game. Now, they have done, they have done one patch. We've already mentioned it before. Um, There's another was, one coming in nine days. Yep, there's another one coming in nine days. This is where, and this is kind of and this. I, I, I really wish I could take and remember the name of the comp of the of the company that is distributing the game or that is is building the game. They are taking people's input seriously, and they're using that time frame, that nine days, that eleven days, or whatever, till the next update to be like, these are the bugs we're going to squash this patch. And we're going to go from there. Well, and with these updates, too, they are adding to the game still. So people who bought it early access beat the story. And they're like, oh, well, now I'm done with this game. You're not. They are continuously adding to this game still without making you pay for, like, DLC or this or that. It's, hey, you're helping us figure out our bugs. Here's a feature you didn't have. Right. Oh, look, there's some new pieces of equipment. Do you think you could use a better spear here? We'll make you a better spear. They haven't done that yet, but I'm sure that's on the horizon. Um, um, hey, that's two right there. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, however, <clears throat> I just think that's such a neat aspect to this game, too, is we don't know what's coming. They don't have like big press releases on the updates that are coming to the game. They just kind of like sneak it in there. They're like, figure it out. Mm -hmm. They fix the things that broke. They fix the exploits that we probably shouldn't have. And then they add a few things that maybe will be a little bit more useful to the gameplay as a whole. Maybe not just specifically the, um, uh, the survival aspect of it, maybe to the games, maybe to the story, maybe to uh, how you interact with certain people. And that's, that's another thing that without giving too much of a spoiler on it, that's another thing you have to consider is who's an enemy and who's not. <clears throat> yeah. Ram. It has become a, not just a well-driven story, but a well-driven survival mechanic, in my opinion. Well, and another thing that I really enjoyed, and this is, I'm going to say it's not a spoiler, uh, is I absolutely love that they gave the enemies emotions. It's not like the enemies are just out to kill you or whatever. Um, one example is when a group of enemies attacks you and you end up killing one of them, they might stop and cry over their fallen mm -hmm. And I just, I think that's such a, different aspect to this type of game um whereas like in green hell you could kill all the villagers tribes men whatever you want to call them the scary people with painted faces um and they just wouldn't stop what they were doing they didn't care that you killed their friend whereas in sons of the forest like it's it really makes you like, yeah, you're fighting for your life, but then it, like, makes you stop and be like, well, was that actually necessary? Like, that person's crying now. 
there's just so many different. My um is definitely in the double digits, Ram. Thank you. It it just it it's such an interesting take. Oh, that was not Ram that said that. That was Connor. That was me. It was me. Um, I'll be honest. I really don't have anything more that I can take and add to the conversation when it comes to this game, other than I highly recommend it. It has um, a lot of the elements that a survival slash builder style gamer such as myself <clears throat> enjoys, but also that a story-driven player would also enjoy as well. Uh, cannot recommend it enough, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, this this game has to uh, to offer us in future updates. And I agree with Connor. There's not much more else we can really get into without giving you guys spoilers to be honest um i just i really love this game i cannot recommend this game enough to you guys um i think it appeals to every type of gamer in my opinion um yeah no it, it's just it gets two thumbs up for me definitely yeah. getting it definitely two and thumbs up i look forward to seeing what this game brings us in the future and what comes of it Oh God! Is this what we're gonna do now? Can we do the whole Roger and Ebert like like game reviews kind of thing? I mean, if it works, it works, right? I mean, we could if that's the way we go with it. I'm 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 down. We'd have to actually play a lot more games, though. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, two ums up, Ram. Shut up, Ram. <laughs> um. So with that being said, I think we're gonna. Scoot on over to our small streamer spotlight. So my small streamer spotlight is going out to someone that I just I just think she's a really cool person. She's got a great nostalgic like '90s vibe content with her. With her, um, her content is just so much fun to 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 watch and to listen to and interact with. Um, Overall, just a really, really great streamer. I see, I personally see great things coming into her future uh, as a streamer. And so that's why my small streamer selection is going to Miss Megzy. My small streamer spotlight goes to somebody who I originally met while growing my TikTok platform three to four years ago, before I even knew Twitch was a thing. Uh, we both were really popular on tiktok at the time we worked together um he's, he's a really fun dude he used to be a cop now he's retired uh he was military police so it's not like that he's actually retired he's my age um but he, he plays a lot of Warzone, and i know that's not normally what i would suggest to you guys but i know we have a lot of Warzone fans in here so i'm just gonna go ahead i'm gonna shout out dis phil underscore it's d-i-s P-H-I-L underscore. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Connor. And I'm Marissa. Feel free to pop into our Twitch channels and say hi. Our links are listed in the description below. And we'll see you in the next episode.